Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Inner Path Podcast. I'm your host, Bia, and for today's episode, we're going to be talking about how to heal from a heartbreak. This is actually the second part of a series that I've been doing here on the podcast, which is basically about breakups. Uh, I did an episode two weeks ago about how to tell that it's time to break up all the signs and warnings and I guess red flags that it's time to you know end that relationship and as I said in that episode I would not be doing an episode like that and not help you figure out how to heal from something like that and and so I think this episode is really good in case you have been dealing with heartbreak of some kind you're going through a breakup and honestly I feel like A lot of what I'm going to be talking about will apply to, you know, any emotional pain that you might experience, especially love-related. But yeah, I think you're going to be able to take a lot from this episode, no matter where you're at in your journey. So as always, I'm just really excited to be here with this episode. Um, I mean, if you kind of know my story, you know that I literally, like... It hasn't even been a full year since I was in my relationship with my ex-boyfriend. So we broke up maybe 10 months ago, 11 months ago. I'm not sure. Um, And, you know, it was a really, really complicated process. And I really thought that I would be stuck in that pain forever. (laughs) And one of the reasons why I was so scared to break out of that relationship and move on was because I was scared of dealing with the pain. Um, I was scared of dealing with the fear and all the things that, you know, heartbreak (laughs) kind of makes you feel, right? Like, it's very uncomfortable. Like, obviously, I've experienced heartbreak before at like I would say in smaller scales when it comes to breakups but even in that relationship I experienced many heartbreaks I mean getting cheated on and and stuff like that is not something easy to deal with and it really does break your heart if you have ever been cheated on you know exactly what I'm talking about and it's a really hard like pain to deal with and I, I feel like you know, looking back, I probably didn't even deal with it that much. Like, I just pushed it away. And and I, I would say that I still have a lot to heal from from that relationship because there's a lot that I haven't fully processed. There's a lot that I'm sure is still somewhat stuck within me. And, and I know that eventually when I move on to a new relationship, I'm sure that that will come up and I will have to, you know, face all those fears and the pain and the betrayal that I felt during this previous relationship. But my point with this is that, you know, I know how hard it can be and and we want to escape heartbreak and pain as much as possible the best way we can even if it means staying sometimes in in really toxic situations. But but I want you to know that there is a way for you to deal with heartbreak. And I'm not going to say that, like, it will still hurt. 
So I don't want this episode to be like, oh, like, here's a way for you to escape the heartbreak part and escape the breakup part and just, you know, as soon as you leave the bad situation, you're completely free from it. You don't have to think about it anymore because that's not realistic. Like, you're going to have so many ups and downs in your healing journey. So this is why I say this applies to many things um, because just like any other journey, it's not going to be linear. And I think that's the first thing that I want to talk about is that like you will not like one day just forget about this person and never think about them again. Like it won't be that simple. And and you will have many moments where you feel like you're almost like relapsing <laughs> into your pain or nostalgia or any feelings that might resurface here and there and it's a really intense journey you know when I broke up from my relationship I would say that I was already at a stage of acceptance because something about heartbreak and emotional pain in general I would say is that a lot of it comes from grief And I like to explain heartbreak in this way because I think it helps you understand and maybe even like analyze where you might be in your journey of healing from that heartbreak and healing from that pain. Uh, But I like to use the five stages of grief and also in a way to explain my own situation at the time because when I broke up with my ex, I was already in the last stage of grief, which is acceptance. You have denial, it's the first one, then anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. And at the point that, you know, I finally faced him and just gather up the courage, uh, as much courage as I could to tell him, you know, I I need to go, like I can't do this anymore. Um, I think at that point I was already okay with the fact that I was going away in fact I think I was happy about it because like at that point I think I finally understood that this was really harming me in a way that like I wouldn't harm myself like that without this person in my life you know like because I think I think like what I what I was afraid of is you know leaving this person and and feeling like shit, you know, like feeling completely just like alone and um, be in the pain, you know, like really be faced with my demons and and all of the sadness and darkness that I've been like escaping for the longest I can remember. And he was kind of like my emotional support, I would say. Like, we were literally together since I was 15. So it's like, you know, I grew up with this person by my side, kind of. And and coming to a point where I was like, I I treat myself better. I'm at a place where I'm I'm kinder to myself. And I I feel like this person is taking away so much from my life. And when I'm not around him, I feel so much better. And finally, I just accepted that. That was the, that was it. That was the end, you know? But, you know, maybe you broke up or maybe someone broke up with you, depending on, you know, again, your journey. But you might not be at acceptance right now. So 
try to understand where you might be at this point. Um, and it won't be linear again. Like sometimes, um, well, I, I would say not sometimes like at this moment, but I remember after breaking up with him, there were still moments where I was like, if only things could have been different or really angry. I think even today, sometimes I remember certain things and it makes me really angry, but it's more at him. It's not like the situation of the breakup. That makes me really happy. <laughs> um, but if you're at a place where you're still angry about everything or you're still like, no, like things will like come back, you know, if it's meant to be or you're like telling yourself all these stories because the truth is you don't want to kind of face that that's that has happened, then this is something that it's good for you to like um, become aware of. And again, this is not about, you know, judging yourself for it. It's very normal because as I, I keep saying in a lot of my episodes and I really want to go in depth into this conversation and well, I have a bunch of surprises for you, but I'm not going to spoil it. <laughs> but my point is relationships are a mirror to a lot of your childhood wounds and because of that, it's very easy and you might notice that you know in relationships you get triggered more often or you know you get attached more easily or it just impacts you way more and you might ask yourself like why it's because there's so much that just it's like um it's it's like you're reliving certain things about your childhood or getting faced with certain wounds like the abandonment the fear of you know being left alone or the fear of rejection and all these things are like so heightened when you're in a relationship and and so you know it's really normal that some days i feel like i lost <laughs> like track of what i was saying but my point is that some days you're gonna feel like you know you're ready to move on and other days it's gonna feel so shitty and you just want to stay in bed and you're just like why is this happening why is this person not in my life anymore like i still have those moments not with my ex but with someone else um and i still have those moments and no matter how much i have accepted certain things i feel like i'm also still in denial and then i'm still a bit angry and then i'm in the bargaining stage so it can happen all at once like it's not necessarily like oh first denial like it's not that clean you know like life is never that simple um like we are very paradoxical beings and so acceptance doesn't mean that you're like fully accepting you know everything is fine everything is working out like even in the stage of acceptance you can have days where you don't want the reality that you're in to be the reality that you're in and whatever happened in the relationship that you had like it might come back to you it's very important that you're patient with you with yourself i think that's the main point i'm gonna again this is about how to heal from a heartbreak. You you cannot escape the pain. You cannot escape the process of grief that it's going to take for you to like heal. It's necessary and it's it's not going to be straightforward all the time and sometimes you're going to feel very free from the situation, other times it's going to suck. So that's why you need to be very very patient with yourself. And also validate your own experience because sometimes it won't make sense. Like, 
I have moments nowadays where, you know, I'm briefing someone that was in my life and um, no, they're, they're not dead or something. They, they're just not in Portugal anymore. They're not living around anymore. Um, and I miss him a lot. And, you know, sometimes I'm just like, I wish things could come back to that point. And, and sometimes I'm daydreaming about this person and I'm just like, I just wish you were here. And I try to picture this person as hard as I can almost like try to break the barrier <laughs> of like time and space and just have this person just, you know, somehow show up. But like, obviously they never do. Um, and it's just like, I have harder days where I feel the neediness of like wanting this person around. I just want to be cuddled. I just want to be loved by him and all of these things. And, and there are other, other days where I'm like, it's okay, you know, like, it's okay that he's away, like, it's okay that he might move on, it's okay that, like, we're going on separate paths and we might never cross paths again, like, it gets to be okay. It's never that linear. And I, I'm, I'm gonna keep saying this throughout this entire episode because I really do want you to understand that it gets to be okay and you need to validate your own experience, which means... You know, even if you feel like it's wrong for you to feel a certain type of way, like, oh, you shouldn't miss this person because maybe they were really toxic and maybe because they screwed you over, like, in many ways. But, like, feeling shame and guilt that you're feeling a certain way will never be the solution for you to move on. It's very easy for us to shame ourselves for what we feel and especially when we don't want to feel those things or when when we don't understand why we feel a certain type of way right but it's but our inner child needs that you know just like when a kid is crying like the solution is never to be like oh like get over yourself or man up or whatever like stop crying stop being childish stop this like you're completely invalidating their experience and their feelings and and as they grow up to be adults they're gonna feel like they have they can't take up space like they can't be themselves like their emotions are wrong you know it will also not help you if you do that to yourself so another thing that helped me a lot when i was healing from my heartbreak even during the relationship because i i would say like during the last year of my relationship, I was pretty much already in the process of grief without even realizing. And I spent months and months in the denial stage. <laughs> like so many months, guys, you have no idea. I have no idea. I can barely remember. I can only I can only tell because I, I was journaling throughout that entire process. Um, and I remember like because my journaling sessions are like, you know, I'm just fully open, sometimes even too much, to a point where I was already writing about the fact that I knew I wasn't happy and I knew I should break up. But then when I came out of the journaling session, I was just like, no, I want, I'm going to make this work. Like, everything is going to be okay, you know? So it's like, I was in denial for a long, long time. and And something that I knew I had to do was, okay, in order for me to let go, I need to become stronger, like emotionally stronger. And what that means is if you're dealing with a like if you're in, in a stage of your life where you're dealing with a lot of emotional stuff, 
what I can tell you is the best way for you to help yourself is to build an inner structure. And this is what I basically talk about with my clients with, you know, on my Instagram, like this is literally all I talk about because it's so important. Like when you have an inner structure and when you're taking care of yourself, when you feel supported by yourself and you have something to come back to, it's like having, you know, your safe space. You have like, Instead of having someone as your support person or whatever, because, you know, life happens and people can leave and and it's it's not the best for you to attach yourself to them at a point where you can't be by yourself if you need to, if you have to, if you must, you know what I mean? Like, and, and having that inner structure helps you a lot because it's not like you can't rely on other people, but it's that you need to rely or be able to rely on yourself too. And so like inner child work as i was saying was one of the main things that i think really helped me like face up to you know the fact that i needed to break up it was the thing that helped me build that inner structure because what inner child work is like the best way that i have to describe it and i have an episode about inner child work um from a while ago so if you want to check that out you can obviously But basically what I would say it is, it's like you're reparenting yourself. You're being the parent that maybe you never had or maybe you never knew how to be that person for you. And you become being your own support system. You become you become the the person that is always there to witness the pain and and the heartbreak and even the happiness you become your you know number one fan and you're always there supporting yourself and i i love seeing myself in like basically as like many parts of me like i like to divide myself into many parts cuz it helps me understand myself better and i see myself as both the parents and the kid And I see my inner child as this like core person, core energy and essence in me that is my light. It's like, you know, the softness in me. It's it's the innocence in me. It's the happy in me. And all of it must be protected and, and nurtured. And, you know, inner child work allows you to create that. And, and the reason why it can be so important, again, it's because when you build that inner structure, you start like basically becoming or understanding that you can trust yourself you build self-trust you you build self-reliability and and in that moment it becomes much easier for you to process certain emotions because i would say denial is basically or the reason why a lot of us face the denial part of a heartbreak of like a breakup or anything like that it's because deep down we don't want to face the pain the truth which is like oh i'm alone now or this person isn't in my life anymore and we we don't want to face the pain of that reality but when you're there for yourself and when you kind of become that parent and and you create the support system this internal support system then you feel safer and kind of, um, I'm trying to, to find the word, but it's basically like you feel embraced by yourself. And there is space for you to feel these things. Like nowadays when I'm feeling shitty, like I'm not saying that it's still 
like it, it's still challenging obviously i i still want to kind of you know run away from the pain we all do it's very natural of us as humans to want to like push away the nasty and the discomfort because in our brain it's like pain equals like danger pain equals threats and and it's not necessarily like that but your brain will always try to protect you somehow from it so that's also why self-awareness is so important but like not trying to go on a tangent here my point is that you know it's not like i i I still fear feeling certain things like but nowadays i know that i i can be that person for myself that if i am feeling really really bad that I will hold space for me. And what that does is, you know, if I am feeling sad, I allow myself to feel sad. Because maybe you're at a place right now where, you know, if you want to cry, you kind of say to yourself like, oh, don't be silly. Like, you know, he's just a guy or this will go away. Or, you know, you kind of talk yourself out of whatever you're feeling. Again, you kind of invalidate yourself and you just push it away. But in reality, what the inner child in you needs is to, like, be witnessed and 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 feel like it's okay for them to feel what they feel, and this completely changes the narrative. Um, so yeah, I think it's really important to create that safe space. The other thing I'd say was really helpful for me was creating creating what I call nurturing practices. Um, these can be any type of practices. This can be about your body, your mind, or your spirit. I have many practices that I do, I would say frequently and regularly. Um, and I think at that point, it really helped me. Not only because, you know, self-discipline really hel- allows you to create or um, fortify that inner structure that I was talking about, but also it allows you to, like, the nurturing. You know, you 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 start watering yourself, and you start feeling more powerful because you, in fact, become more powerful. Like, if you think about this on an energetic level, like we're always giving away our energy. We're always like prioritizing our relationship or our career and we're always giving giving and giving and i'm not saying that that's bad but we never give to ourselves or very regular uh, very rarely we we don't we give to ourselves right like most times we're just externalizing you know we're putting away our energy we're giving away our energy and sometimes even if we're not realizing that we're doing that like we are and and when you turn that energy back to you, you fortify yourself. Just like if you're, you know, focused on your career, it's very easy. It's very normal that your career grows. If you're focused in, in love, it's very normal that it grows. Anything you water will grow. Anything you nurture will grow. Now, depending on what you're nurturing, it might not grow as you would like it or expect it. Like, you know, it depends on what you're watering because maybe you think that you're watering like, I don't know, like an apple tree and maybe it's like a cactus. You know what I mean? (laughs) But again, not trying to go on a tangent here. My point is that nurturing practices can help you really like pretty much a a lot. (laughs) Um, 
and it's very easy when you're going through pain to want to again run away from it so we we usually create distractions like we go on our phones or we're trying to you know keep ourselves busy because we don't want to just deal with the heartbreak which it's perfectly normal um but it won't be helpful in the long run like it won't be sustainable in the long run um distractions are just that distractions it's just like you know putting rose-colored glasses and thinking that because you you did that that the reality changed but the truth is just like nothing changed you're just creating it this new perception of reality or um doing something in a, in a way that makes you feel like you're not living in the same reality but you are like it's still there you know the the regular colors are still there like your emotions are still going to be there and distracting yourself only delays the process of grief of feeling your pain of of healing i think that's the most important part like healing means that you need to return to the heartbreak return to the core wound and 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 mend them and and be there for them nurture them because that's how they heal it's like if you have disease in your body if you have a wound you're not going to be like uh, I don't know, like, like for example, you have a scar or you you have a wound in your leg for some kind of reason, and you decide to okay, let me just uh, massage my foot. I I don't know. This is a stupid example, but like, you know what I mean? It's not gonna fix fix like the thing. It's still gonna be there, and the more you just let it be, the more it gets infected, and the like, the more it just it's gonna literally limit your entire body and in this case it's going to limit your entire life because it's like you are stuck in that energy and for you to heal energy needs to flow emotions in motions you know they need to flow and the only way for them to flow is for you to feel them to allow them to be in your body to feel the discomfort to be in the pain to you know shake that energy to to feel like you know like you need to release but releasing is about feeling like if you want water to come out of a like uh like how do you say like pipes sink thingy i I don't know how to say that but like if you want to like shower right and you want to like water to run You need to open the thing. Like, if you want to release the water, you need to let it be. You need it to to let it flow. You need to open kind of the, like, you know, barrier between the pipe and the water thingy. I feel like I'm coming up with the worst analogies today. But you know what I mean. Your body is how the energy flows. So the nurturing practices allow you to like heal in a way that like it's controlled like it doesn't have to be overwhelming all the time as well um and some examples might be journaling i think journaling helps a lot it might also be talking to a friend or even seeing a therapist like if you can afford that please go for it because it's so it can be so powerful um the other thing is maybe meditation Uh, being around nature, going on walks, like cuddling your dogs, being with your loved ones. But again, not as in a way for you to constantly distract yourself. Like it's not about, and the other thing that I'm going to be talking about, but it's not about like over socializing and always being around someone. It's about like finding the balance 
that is healthy for you. I think that's the key point. It's about what brings you well-being, not about what, like, not about distracting yourself from not feeling things, which takes away well-being, which creates even more, you know, emotional illness, let's say. Um, So yeah, be on the lookout for that. Like, it's very easy to distract yourself with your phone, with TV, with TV shows, with calling friends for hours, with with whatever, like try to see what you usually pick up on. It can even be like eating a bunch of food. I'm sure that a lot of you relate. I at least do. I love eating. And again, it's okay to look for comfort. Just do it in a way that is good for you and not harming you. Because that's when self-abandonment and self, well, not like quote-unquote self-harm, but you know what I mean? Like that's when you're doing things that are being harmful to you and not the other way around. And so you're not going to be helping your own process of heal, healing. <laughs> um, the other thing is you need to find a balance be- between isolation and socialization. Like that's what I was tra- uh, starting to talk about, which is like, it's important to to socialize. It's important to be around people that truly care about you and are able to support you and you know you can speak to them not necessarily like you know trauma dump on them or vent all the time but sometimes if you need to and if they like allow that space for you that's great right like but but just you know to have experiences to continue living your life because you also don't want to completely isolate yourself but it's important to have a balance between these two like it's important for you to know when to turn within and be with yourself and be like, okay, today I need this time. Today I I need to journal a bit and I need to sit with these emotions and these feelings that are coming through because it's very easy for us to be like, okay, let's let's see, like, let's call someone, let's do something, you know? Um, let's go for drinks, let's party, whatever, right? Um, but but so it, it's important to be isolated, but I know that some people tend to over-isolate And I know that because I honestly, I'm the two extremes or I used to be before when I was younger, like in my teenage years, I would be the over socializing person. Like I could not be by myself. And nowadays it's much easier for me to isolate myself in a way that it it begins being harmful because I'm distancing myself from things that matter to me. I'm distancing myself from people that love me because I'm so used to like dealing with my pain by myself that it's like, no, I, I, I want to be with myself. I can't deal with the world. But that's also not helpful at a certain extent because you need to be with yourself. But it's good that you nurture all these areas in your life still. It's good that you have something positive to come back to something constructive it's it's not just the inner structure that you need it's also the external structures and i've been meaning to do an episode about the importance of community because it is in fact important like the people that you're surrounded by and even the things that you're surrounded by like anything that you can also hold on to externally as in you know your work and career and things that make you feel passionate and happy and help you like truly help you and nurture you that's great like go for them right but also don't use them as an excuse to not be with yourself so it's like 
finding a balance. And again, it's not going to be linear. Sometimes you are probably going to over-isolate or over-socialize, and I think it's perfectly normal. It's not something that you should feel guilty about. It just happens. I think just like, you know, when you're meditating and um, it's always about, you know, you can't stop your thoughts from coming, but you can let them come and observe them and then let them go. It's kind of like, certain things are just gonna happen you're gonna fall out of like this path and the like kind of structure that might help you sometimes you're gonna do things that are not the best for you it's not about kind of obsessing over oh i did this wrong and like i fucked up it's more like okay look i i'm i'm over socializing right now i'm distracting myself again and i i'm noticing that there are a lot of feelings that i haven't processed and that have been kind of unattended so let me get back into it. That's literally, it's it's just about creating awareness and coming back. Creating awareness and coming back. Um, and <laughs> one of the last things that I have to say is do not look for a rebound. <laughs> this is a big advice, especially for, well, I guess it's not necessarily for younger people, but I guess for everyone, but... I, I, I'd I say when you're younger, it's easier for you to do that even unconsciously, or at least it was in my experience. But looking for a rebound does not just mean, you know, sexually. It might mean, you know, in your relationship, like you're like already looking at other people or wondering if you can have someone else or whatever, right? Like looking for a rebound means don't look for someone to like, substitute the person that you were with if this is about like if this heartbreak is specifically about you know a breakup um try to see this as an opportunity and i know this is hard obviously but try to see this as an opportunity to finally be with yourself because i know that a lot of people including myself have always dated or been with someone or even if it was a situation like it doesn't matter but like since we started the dating life it's like we never stop like we just go from relationship to relationship to relationship because it feels natural and obviously like we have so many people around us depending on your life and you know your environment you can really very easily find someone else and maybe you do connect and i'm not saying that it's wrong to connect to other people right away that's not what i mean at all i think just it's it's always about um kind of questioning why you are maybe you know very interested in someone new like very quickly although maybe you're still processing the breakup or what i'm trying to say is understand your intention behind it because obviously maybe you have moved on like for example when i did break up from my ex like i was in acceptance like i was okay that we had broken up i felt I felt like it was long overdue and I, 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 now I understand that for a long time I didn't, well, I did love him. I, I just wasn't in love, you know, to this day, it's funny because even with everything that he did, like, I still love him. I, I still care a lot about him and, and I hope he finds himself eventually. Um, but my point is I'm not in love with him at all. Um, and I, I would say that it would be totally okay for me right now 
to eventually find someone and like, you know, open my heart to someone. It's not that you should close your heart to love. That's not at all what I mean. But sometimes we are not even heart open. You know, like sometimes we are still very close to love. And the reason why we are looking for a relationship is not because we are ready, like emotionally for it, because but because we need it, because we we are dependent on someone to love us for us to feel okay or feel less lonely or, you know, we subconsciously look for someone to ease that pain, to ease that feeling of, of heartbreak. Sometimes, you know, if you're very insecure about yourself and, you know, you, you just have a hard time being by yourself, it's very normal that you instantly go try to find someone else and you're, like, on the lookout. And sometimes you mismatch. Sometimes you... you like accept a relationship that eventually you'll see like oh this isn't for me like this doesn't work and I've seen this happen with some people around me and and it's normal it's very easy to let this happen because we just feel scared about being by ourselves you know and I think that's another thing like usually when we try to run away from breakups especially is because we fear something about it. And this is a really important question to ask yourself um, because, you know, it also impacts the way you might try or not try to heal from your heartbreak. And I think one of the biggest things is that we fear being lonely. We fear being with ourselves mainly, with our inner demons, with those voices that are constantly making us feel like life is so black and white and like everything is so dark and and just everything kind of sucks you know and usually when we're with someone we just feel so excited and it's like it's not just because it's new it's because we feel like someone sees us someone cares and it makes us feel better about ourselves which is not necessarily wrong is that it's it's just that we shouldn't depend on it and and this is why i'm saying like try to understand like is am i fully ready to love someone am i actually ready to give them my attention and love am i ready to face challenges if i like if i open myself to a relationship am i ready to face challenges am i ready to see their you know the hard side of that relationship am am i ready to have certain disagreements and be triggered in the relationship am i ready to be in a relationship, especially if you have some trauma from the previous one, am I in a place where I can, you know, separate myself from that trauma? Or will this person just be like a place for me to dump all this shit? <laughs> That's what you need to realize. And, and you know, what ha- whatever happens, happens. Like, if you happen to find someone and, and you do find that person interesting and, and all of that, um like go for it i'm not saying that you shouldn't just start realizing these patterns because it's very normal that they happen um i was in a relationship before my ex um for like a year and something (laughs) i started dating with like 13 14 kind of um and i was in a year and a half yeah yeah it was like a year and a half long relationship and then a few months later, like that, after we broke up, a few months later, me and my ex were already like, you know, hanging out. And I was already like 
interested in him, you know. Although I, I, I told myself that, okay, no, this is my opportunity to be single. Like, I'm going to learn to be with myself. Like, oh, yeah, sure. Sure, Bia. <laughs> that, ne- that never happened. And fast forwarding seven years later, <laughs> it's the first time in uh, basically nine years that I've been by myself, like single for like a longer period of time because I've had moments during those like relationships that, you know, we, we were mad or we broke up and all of that that we were kind of in and out of the relationship and and obviously like I've been with other people it's not even about that it's that I've never had a chance to be with myself and although it sucks to heal from heartbreak although it sucks to feel that pain it's really good if you start and this is something that I think it's not just applicable to this specific situation but in life Just try and see the challenges that you're facing as opportunities for something else. And although it's been really hard for me to like fully move on from the person that I'm currently in love with and I I really love. (laughs) Um, And I don't know how long it's going to take for me to move on. I don't know if it's going to be... Well, I I guess I know that it's not going to be linear and easy and simple. But I know that eventually it will happen, especially if I allow myself to feel bad when I feel bad and, and cry if I want to cry and miss him if I want to miss him, right? Always giving myself space for that. But I'm trying to see this as an opportunity of like, this is the first time that I've been with myself and actually been there for myself because when I was younger, like I did not know what self-love was. I didn't know what what self-abandonment was. I didn't have that awareness and that consciousness. And, And nowadays I do. And this gets to be a huge opportunity for me to to create a really like steady inner structure that I have been building like, you know, for a year, almost two, maybe, I don't know. But I would say that because now I am like, quote unquote, by myself, obviously I have people around me, but I mean, romantically, on a romantic level, I am by myself. This gives me an opportunity that it's like a lifetime opportunity of finally understanding who I am beyond relationships and beyond attaching myself to other people. Because when I'm in a romantic or when I used to be in romantic relationships, I would devote everything to that person because it was like it was my life saving, you know, like (laughs) it was my lifeline. I don't know how to say it, like, but it was like how I could like support. um, I'm it was how I would keep myself afloat I guess that's what I'm trying to say like without a relationship I would drown literally like in my pain in my fears and my feelings and my insecurities and the person that I was with the relationships that I had would always make me feel like I could float like I could survive you know and it's the first time that I'm that I am myself um I feel like sometimes I can't speak what I'm trying to say is Like, it's the first time that I get to be that person for myself successfully. (laughs) That I actually can, like, support myself and keep myself afloat. It's the first time that I'm learning to thrive by myself. And not because I'm in love. And not because, you know, I'm a hopeless romantic. Which I am. But because I am giving myself a chance 
to live and see the world and experience life and experience greatness without it being or without the source of that greatness and happiness and excitement being because of a romantic relationship. I know we're all so obsessed with, you know, romance, <laughs> romance, yeah, because of movies and Disney. And if you know, you know, like it kind of makes you feel like it's all there has to be. And I'm not saying that it's bad to want a wholesome relationship. I mean, I, I sure desire it. Like, for sure. Like, I want that in my life. I want my happily ever after. Like, I want that person in my life. But I also get to be that person for myself. Like, I also get to show up for my dreams and other desires that I have. Because I want to travel. Like, I want to grow in my career. I want to, like, do things. I want to create projects. I want to have amazing people around me. And it it's not just about love so the more you open yourself up and obviously for you to open yourself up you need to allow yourself to crack open which means the more you feel your pain the more you're gonna see the beauty beyond it because when you don't feel it you just you basically keep yourself in the dark without even realizing that's what you're doing but you keep yourself in the dark it's like heartbreak it's like you know, a cave just kind of crashed down and there's like these stones and whatever in the way and you can't move anything and you're just like in the complete dark. And then you realize the only way out is for you to like, you know, remove stone after stone after stone. And if you see each stone as just, you know, pain, heartbreak, memories and feelings that are trying to resurface, the more you allow them to just be there, the more you work on each one of it, of them, the more you will, you know, start seeing like just rays of light and sun and you're like, oh my God, I'm so close. And eventually you literally crack open. Like you, you see what exists beyond that cave. You see what exists beyond it. And it's beautiful. You know, it gets to be beautiful and it gets to be so exciting after it, but you need to give yourself your your opportunity to heal. And again, this applies to many types of healing, not just from heartbreak. So you can take this into many other areas of your life. It might be, you know, just anything that will take you from with, yeah, from the five stages of grief. It might be that, you know, your career ended and now you don't know what to do with your life. It might be literally anything that makes you feel like you need to grieve something or someone or a certain, like a particular version of yourself, whatever it is, like, it's good to feel the heartbreak. <laughs> I mean, it it's, it's shitty, but it's good. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, that was it, guys. I hope you enjoyed that episode. I think that was really, really powerful. And I'm just excited to 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 be able to share this with you because obviously, like, I'm not immune to all of this shit. Like, I'm not. Like, I'm dealing with so much myself. And, and I think it gets to be okay because I'm applying all these things the best way I can. Again, it's not always perfect and it's not and it doesn't have to be, but I want to share my process and what I think works best with you guys because I think that it's just, it will create a better version of you and it, it, it will make you feel happier. And I mean, 
my podcast is called the inner path for a reason i truly believe that most journeys or all journeys start within so i just hope that yeah this was helpful if you want to support the podcast make sure to follow me for you know just to get updated on the new episodes coming out and i have a bunch of surprises for you guys i'm working on you know getting more people on my podcast and having really powerful conversations um and you can also, you know, tag me on Instagram and in your stories and let me know that you're listening to the podcast and talk to you very soon, guys. Bye. Bye.